you're listening to a Two Jackets podcast. Check out more at twojackets.com. Welcome to Sham Fiction, the podcast where we break the first rule of fan fiction, that you have to be a fan to write it. We're Two Jackets Productions. I'm Andrew. I'm Eric. And I'm Marcus. Here's the format. Each installment, Andrew, Eric, or Marcus will be presented with a media franchise that they are unfamiliar with and challenged to write fan fiction about it. We'll start by giving the author some basics, like characters, overarching plots, and those special elements that make each franchise great. The author will then take this info, throw out what they don't like, add a generous helping of creative license, and come back ready to read their masterpiece for all of us to enjoy. It's fan fiction written by non-fans. It's sham fiction. This week's author is Eric. Oh, that's good coffee. Hey, guys. Good Ooh, morning. Good morning. How are you doing, babe? I'm all right. I am tired, but I think I'm ready. I'm ready to, to maybe write something. What it's do you good. got? You know, I've always it, said that the best part of waking up is not having a brand sponsor this podcast. That's been my <laughs> yeah. absolute... That is. Good generic Stance. coffee. Yep. That is <laughs> oh, in man. mug. That is if in only, mug. If only it could if we could have registered trademark coffee. Yeah, no, this is a this is a logoless mug. Just a plain brown mug right now for all of our our watchers at home. And Eric, all gets, of our, his, Eric gets our YouTube his, viewers. Eric gets his coffee from the like from the actual coffee well, plants. He why harvests are you, them himself. Why uh-huh. are you describing the, the mug to our YouTube viewers? Couldn't they see? What the oh, mug right. is? Uh, I, I hate to admit this, but we don't actually have a YouTube. You know, who this is, think we're not all Adam Savage podcast people here, Marcus. We don't have fancy true. video with our with our podcast recordings. Yeah, when we get the coffee sponsorship, you know, then we'll be able to afford the video cameras. But until then, but I'd like wah, to wah. I'd like I'm, to bring it all around in we'll a way back. that would yep. cause Adam to say, "Nice segue." And yep. thus ruin the power of the Segway. Love you, Adam. <laughs> uh, so it's fun. It's a good one. We're questioning reality here. That's what we're doing. You're, you're bringing up mugs. Maybe there's a mug. Maybe there's not. Maybe Eric's just a slurpy-lipped guy. We don't know unless you know <laughs> and what is real. So today, we are bringing in something that is huge and important and awesome and also the reason why Will left tested. Will Smith, not that Will Smith. We're talking about uh, virtual reality because we are pitching to you for the first time in sham fiction history a virtual reality experience accounting VR. What does that mean? What's good a question. virtual reality experience? Yeah, yeah, all sorts of good questions because we live in the future and the future uh-huh. means that you can put a headset on, in this case, the HTC Vive which was created by HTC, the phone manufacturer, amongst other things, and uh-huh. Steam, uh, well, not Steam, Steam VR does it, but Valve, the company yeah, that there you go. makes all the money and used to make Half-Life. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> uh, we're still love waiting. Valve, <laughs> and the HTC Vive is the coolest thing. So, when you do this, you take a, a thing, just just imagine a thing, audience, like you have a thing, you know, that you can hold in a couple <clears throat> hands. I can picture it, this thing. And then, then you strap the thing onto your eye holes, and what then if you the grab thing a couple is shaped other like things. a cat? Can I strap you know, that to my head and see could, VR? It could be. It could be. Okay. So just, you know, you're, you're building your, your mind picture. You mm-hmm. got the thing, you strap it to your head, you pick up a couple other things. And yep. then, because the thing things. that's on your head's already strapped, it's not going to fall. It's strapped on. 
Okay. That's the yeah. Vive. And then you got the other things, which are like the Vive, <laughs> the Vive things. And then your Wiimotes, you, if you will. You have, yeah, like a Wiimote. Uh, but then I'm just you're, picturing picturing smaller cats. <laughs> they could be. Now you have kittens in your hands. In VR, other people who can code's imagination is the limit. It's true. That's, it could be that's kittens. That's the truth of it VR. Could it could very easily be kittens. Be kittens. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is all plugged in to a computer that's way too expensive. And you get a couple things, a couple more things. So we're up to five things, uh, not counting <laughs> the computer, that go up on the ceiling. And then they track the first three things, the one that's on your head and the two in your hands. <laughs> And then you're just in a different space. Like, you're, you're like, in a video game. It's like Tron, but it's accounting, so it's even better. Uh, yep. No Jeff yep. Bridges did not sign on. No. Shame. But that's what this is. You put on the headset, you grab the controllers, and you can walk around and manipulate this virtual space. And it's I like, just want to comment yeah. that Marcus has been talking about this with Eric and I uh, off the show, off off air, for months. And I just got the chance within the last uh, couple of weeks to experience this for the first time. And it is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was skeptical about, I'm a guy that gets motion sick very easily, and I was kind of skeptical that this wasn't going to work on me. But I found that even though it takes all this equipment, this head thing and the hand things, it's is amazing how easy you forget about it and how you just kind of find yourself falling into a new world, especially when it's one as crazy as accounting. <laughs> and besides, I'm pretty sure you're allergic to cats, so that must have been a hell of a thing. It's true. That's, that is a true statement. So I was a little afraid of those kitties. Yeah. I mean, you strap that right to your eyes. That's going to that's gonna be an irritant. It's going to leave a mark. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, there are all sorts of accounting things. You can train like a space pirate. You can paint like a tilt brush. Ah. You can simulate jobs and such. Mm -hmm. But the thing that we're talking about specifically is accounting VR, which (laughs) is the first game uh, made in collaboration between Justin Roiland, he of Rick and Morty fame, playing both Rick and Morty, and having co-created the show with Community's Dan Harmon. Uh, Sorry, that's Community's season... One through three and five and six is Dan Harmon. Yep. Um, and his new VR company, Squanch Tindo, which is <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> uh, and this was done in in, uh, in collaboration with William Pugh, I believe it's pronounced. I could be wrong. Uh, correct us, please, William, because uh, we'd love to hear from you. And his company, Crows, Crows, Crows. So, if you've been wondering what a Squanch Tindo Crows, Crows, Crows crossover would look like, you're about to kind of maybe hear about it. And it's called Accounting VR. Uh, William Pugh, co-creator of the Stanley Parable, which I think is a fable about the Marvel Comics creator's cameos, as far as I am aware. So, pedigreed creatives really like both of their work. Excellent folks. One of them's British, the other's Rick and Morty. So... (laughs) And boy, uh, did they create something. They did. <laughs> so this Tell is gonna, me about it. It's going to be a challenge for you, because in VR, you are a character, right? You exist in this space, and people are talking to you and looking at you, and you interact with the environment in a very naturalistic way. My favorite thing to say to people in VR when they ask, how do I do something, is to tell them, you do it, <laughs> right? So it's like, how do yeah. I pick that up? Because they're used to having a button or something. You just you grab it. And that is the joy of VR, is putting in the experience. And what these guys did, uh, William Pugh and Justin Roiland, is they made a game where <laughs> you 
are going into like a Russian nesting doll scenario of VR. So you start in the real world and you have your VR set on and it plops you in the accounting office of Smith and Smitherson. (laughs) And you get a phone call on the intercom. You tap the intercom button and these two British guys start going off at you saying, whoa, you know, this is accounting. It's going to be amazing in VR. We need an accountant. You can't do anything without an accountant. It's great. They literally (laughs) never stop talking. They never stop talking. Uh, it was very clear that they were, you know, maybe had some notes, but they were really vamping in the studio. It was, it was fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh, and so in that office space, which small little office, you find a cartridge deck on your desk and you put in the accounting software and then up pops another VR headset. So this is a virtual, virtual reality headset, <laughs> which you then have to put on to enter the accounting app. But oh no! <laughs> You're not in the accounting app. You're in my fucking tree world, which is what? my favorite thing. You just you put on this thing, and suddenly you're in this serene kind of forest where yep, this very weird beautiful. white blobby monster pops out of a tree and starts swearing at you, like, nonstop about what are you doing in my world? This is my tree world. Get out of my tree world. <laughs> And you're super confused, and it's fantastic. And this is one of Jess Royal's characters, just going off about the tree world. Uh, and it's very like get off my lawn sort of vibe. And again, yeah. while this guy let let it be noted that while this new blobby tree man is yelling at you, <laughs> the guys, the British guys who are like upper management, are still yelling at you in headset. So it is just a cacophony of people yelling at you. <laughs> Well, not, not just are the, the British guys yelling at you. So a, a post comes up out of the ground with a phone on it. <laughs> and you pick up the phone. And they're like, what are you doing? You've gone further into VR. This is not accounting. We have no idea what to do. Uh, and meanwhile, the, the tree guy's trying to get an idea of who's on the phone. Just mm. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> so what do you do? You look around the space, you know, as, as you do. And you find another VR headset. <laughs> And you also find that it needs a battery, but the only battery is in this machine that you don't know what it does. It has a temperature on it, and the tree guy says, don't touch any of this. He gets very upset. Some F-bombs might fly. uh, Oh, yeah, feel free to swear just all the time. Oh, you have to, yeah. (laughs) So you put the battery in the VR set, and then you put that on, and suddenly you're in virtual, virtual, virtual reality. (laughs) And there is this giant... Blob guy again. I think oh, they're gosh. really good at designing like, blob guys. Like, like, think of it. Think of it. Like, you sit down and you're like in a dungeon. There are like dark brick walls. Things are like kind of glowing orange and red. And yeah. I turn around because I'm just looking at this <laughs> wall and I turn around and there is this massive, pale, blobby dude looking at me with big buggy eyes and he starts talking to me. He's sweaty. He's gross. And this, Eric, this. Uh-huh. Is the king of VR. Marcus, <laughs> king of VR. Keep painting so, a picture. Yeah, so you remember in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory oh, where God, don't Violet was turning Violet Violet yep. and was just a big old ball? That is this guy, except his neck is way more veiny. <laughs> uh, and it's very he's unpleasant. Just, you know, he's just kind of this light spoken kind of guy. He's just happy that you're here in the dungeon, just very friendly. Uh-huh. And uh, you look around again. You don't know what's going on. He, he tells you about his morning, uh, 
morning situation. And uh, constitutional is what constitutional. Oh, that's, that's what happens. <laughs> in in Very detail. detailed. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and then you don't know what to do, and you pick up a knife. And he's, he's very thankful that you found his favorite knife. He's like, oh, thanks, you're helping me clean up. And then suddenly, a little <laughs> dotted line with a scissors appears on his gut. <laughs> and, oh, no. and of course, you do what comes natural, and you stab this guy oh, oh, right no. in the chest and no. rip open his body. <laughs> and suddenly, the phone rings. <laughs> and it's our, our favorite Brits saying, uh, we've triangulated your position. We found out you're in the middle of the King of VR's court. Thank goodness he'll know how to solve this. <laughs> Wait, why isn't he talking? The guy never shuts up. Uh, so, so you've killed the King of VR. The, the bit of information you get before you give up on the phone, because they're not happy that you've killed this guy, or they yep. don't know yet, uh, is that the King of VR's very heart is another virtual reality set. <laughs> So what do you do but reach into his organs, pull out his heart, and plop it on your head. So now you are in virtual, 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 virtual reality. And this is where we're going to leave you. We're going to paint a picture here. You've been backed into a corner. You were supposed to be an accountant. You went four levels deep into virtual reality. And you are now inside the organs of the king of VR. And you see my favorite comedic invention of all time. It is I hilarious. laughed so hard, I cried when I saw this thing. Picture, if you will, a bone xylophone. <laughs> xylophone yep. made out of bones, okay? Yep. It's supported by legs, you know, bone legs. <laughs> yep. yep, human and bone legs. Home, human bones. And on either side, on kind of like a... Well, on like arm bones. Arm, arm bone, yeah, kind of situation. Yep. Bending elbows. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end are two skulls. <laughs> okay? Uh-huh. And one of the skulls is this kind of sultry woman who's <laughs> imploring you to uh, play her bones. Yep. And the other guy also imploring you to play the bones is Morty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just the voice of Morty. Just, just essentially a very, very Morty-esque voice. And it's the funniest thing in the world. You pick up a couple of bones and you start playing the xylophone. And they yeah. go off. Ooh, now you're playing my bones. <laughs> Ooh, play my just, bones now. Those are his bones. Play yeah. my bones. Ooh, that was one of my bones. I like that. <laughs> just this amazing kind of sexual, weird bone xylophone thing with these floating skulls. Yeah, they're, they're making like <laughs> orgasmic noises. They're yeah, like, it's, oh, it's yeah, play my bones. And then <laughs> when you tire of that, as you inevitably will. They start yelling at you for stopping. You can't you can't just stop playing my bones like that. <laughs> and it's it's just the best best thing in the world. And uh, you find in this room there's no phone call, there's no VR set. The only other You're thing other than the bones and the xylophone is a jar of acid. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so that is the pitch that we're gonna give you, okay? You uh, have been traveling further and further into a virtual space. You were hired as an accountant at Smith & Smitherson. And now you're in a situation where you're lost four levels deep in virtual reality. You've killed the king of VR. And you don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah, you killed the king of VR. I think like all these like things should kind of come into play. Like You killed the king of VR. You also took this battery out of the tree world. What's that going to do? Mm-hmm. And now you have this thing of acid in the king of vr stomach world with the bone guys so there's these things that can kind of escalate that you can use yeah Uh 
So this is anything can happen. You know, you could enter five more layers of VR. You could maybe find a way to come up out of VR. Uh, and the challenge here for you is that this isn't a traditional narrative, right? This is something where you're engaged in it. We've been saying you. You have the option, if you want to go this way, just an option. You could do this as a second-person story. You know, like Mm. the classic, you do this, you do that, the kind of choose-your-own-adventure feel. Yeah. Uh, That could be a fun challenge that would be fitting Mm. to the source. Or you could do it where you give us, you know, let's let's find out who is the accountant and which Rick and Morty character does he best represent. And that could be something that's fun, too. You know, you, you figure that out. Or you could get meta with it, right? This is all you. Maybe your protagonist is Eric Carlson playing this game. Oh. We don't know. Uh, so I want you to go absolutely nuts on this one. I want you to, to play with the comedy. I want you to swear a lot. I want you to do all your best voices. And <laughs> I want this to be just... <laughs> The best story of VR. The best accounting sham fiction ever written. I think we can probably say that'll be true. I don't know it's, how many accounting safe, fanfics exist, but this will be the first shamfic. It's a safe bet. Yeah. Uh, I kind of want to see if there have been any actual fanfics written about this property. I would be very surprised if there had been. Yeah, it's, it hasn't maybe. been out long. So to uh-huh. give the audience a perspective, there are maybe about 150,000 VR HTC sets out there. Uh, and even though this is not a free a experience, you know, you're still probably talking maybe 50,000 people tops have played this. So oh. we are on the cutting edge of niche amazingness. <laughs> the, the cusp, if you will. Yes. yes. <laughs> so chances are actually, the chances are very, very few people like nobody that's listening to this has actually experienced this. <laughs> no, this will be their first time. That's exciting. I swear it exists. That's strange. Though. That's very strange. It's a real thing. We it didn't is. just make this up. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's fantastic. I, I went through this too and was completely bewildered by it. <laughs> hey, hey, do the uh, do the British guys have names? No. Oh, okay. They're just too angry. Just too too talky British guys. I mean, we we see. I think there's a diploma on the wall about Smith and Smitherson accounting. So I don't know if that's where you went to school or if that's the office you're working in. Maybe so you, it's Smith, you can call and him Smith and Smitherson. Who knows? All right, yeah, the the boss. Yeah, okay. get it wrong. Who cares? Whatever. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. <laughs> Who's fun. gonna know? Who's gonna know? Who's gonna know? That's fantastic. Yes, Ooh. we're very excited, and we do uh, hope that William and Justin listen to this because we do love their work. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be big fans of the show after this. Oh yeah, huge fans, huge, uh-huh. Uh-huh. huge, huge. Oof. So, uh, any bonus points? Oh, I've got my bonus punches. Andrew, do you have yours? Oh my goodness, I'll think of them. You go first. Okay, Eric, and breaking the mold of sham fiction as we're doing with this episode, because we're getting mm-hmm. close to the, the end of our first season here. Yeah, uh, let's just, you know, let it all hang out, whatever. Let it all hang out. I want you, in your script, in your story that you write, uh-huh. to have a section where you just write, improvise. And <laughs> live during the podcast, I want you to just kind of vamp on some of the dialogue. Uh Okay. So, you know, maybe you set up like this is one of the British guys talking about accounting, and then you just kind of roll with that for a little bit before moving on. That's your bonus points. <laughs> That's too much fun. What? <laughs> oh, good. Oh, I'm excited for that. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> now you're playing my bones. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, Eric, my bonus points to you yeah. is 
nowhere near as good as that because that's fantastic. <laughs> um, and also that I didn't write this down in advance and I have to think of this on the spot. I want you to, so I'm improvising here. I wrote down improvise here, Andrew. Um, <laughs> so I was way ahead of this. I was, I, I knew this beforehand, but uh, uh-huh. um, I'm going to uh, give you the bonus points of, we described this king of VR yeah. in, in, in vivid detail. <laughs> yep. I want you to describe something grosser. I want there to be something really flipping weird. I want to feel very skeevy at some point. Just have the character do or have him meet somebody that is just a grotesque, grotesque <laughs> character. Because after the King of VR, n- nothing quite tops the King of VR in terms of what you meet. But you still see and meet some really weird things. So that's what I'll awesome. give to you. It's also a very Rick and Morty thing. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. whole thing could be like an episode of Rick and Morty. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, well, dang. I mean, damn. I mean, shit and fuck. Did I just go write this thing? <laughs> All the swears. Nailed it. I'm going to go, then. I'm going to do the thing. Yeah, please thing. go. Go right. Uh, and, you know, having never, like, played uh, virtual reality, this will be uh, this will be interesting for me. <laughs> and Jesus wept. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. We'll see ya. Bye. Hey, Sham listeners, if you like the show, there are two things you can do that'll really help us out. The first is subscribe. You'll get a new episode every week in 2016 without fail. That's our pledge to you. And that'll be delivered automatically to your device. Beyond that, you could really help us out by writing a review. Let other people know what the show's about, what your experience has been. And if it's positive, all the better. If you don't feel like you can write a positive review, think about it as a writing challenge. You think you're better than us? Write a sham fiction of a good review. Make us believe that you believe in us. I know you can do it. Anyway, thanks for listening. Well, he is off writing about the virtual, 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 virtual reality. What do you anticipate from his excellent story? <laughs> what if he, like, just took your bonus points, like, to their, like, furthest extent and didn't write anything? And just going to treat <laughs> this all as an improv exercise? And it's just the worst episode of sham fiction oh, we've ever it, done. Don't get me wrong. Eric, he's a funny guy, but it would be terrible. <laughs> he could maybe do like a minute of funny, and then he would just get angry and stop. <laughs> It'd almost be like a weird performance art piece at a certain point. Because yeah. he's just like slowly losing his mind, or very quickly in this case, I suppose. That would be very quickly. <laughs> uh, but no, that's not my real bonus point. My real bonus point is brings in a little bit of a... Uh, outside knowledge the viewer isn't uh, privy to but i think we mentioned a bit in the intro that eric hasn't done vr he's never experienced at least not through the the vive he's i think he's done the stuff through the phone or whatever yeah but he hasn't done much and he's very skeptical of it so he's a skeptic I, i'm expecting there to be a lot of dissing of vr in this and i'm expecting eric to uh to voice his opinions over his disdain for the platform. <laughs> so you're expecting Eric to be the internet. <laughs> yep, yep, that's that's pretty much it. That's that's what I'm thinking. Never experienced it, doesn't know anything about it, yep. loud, angry, and white against And he'll it. have many opinions about it, yep. Yep. All right, all right. What about you, what about you? 
I'm expecting that most of the voices are just going to be Eric's interpretation of Rick and Morty voices. Oh my gosh! I know I hope that's so. not really about his writing, but we'll see <laughs> that it's about the writing in terms of that's how he's writing the characters as well. Yeah, yeah. So it, it plays into it. It definitely plays into it. That, that's a good one because uh, people haven't heard it, his his impressions, but he's pretty good at them. He's pretty yeah, he's good not at bad. it. Yeah, he's not bad. I it's, like it. Uh, he does. He does good stuff. And maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll hear some of it now. You'll also probably hear me do some of it because I can't resist. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right, let's bring let's, him back. Let's bring him on in. Hello, friends. I am virtually ready to read a story for you. Oh my gosh, are you virtually virtually? Ready to read a story I am for us? Virtually, virtually, virtually ready. Three levels deep, huh? Three levels of preparedness. Ooh. <laughs> That's the Eric Carlson way. Yep. That's it. Always Finish be this. prepared. And then two more levels of prepared. <laughs> the Eric Scouts. <laughs> patent pending, patent pending, patent pending. All right. Bring it. Any, Let's any hear questions? about accounting in VR. Right. You know what this is? You know what this is, guys? This is Accounting VR, a choose-your-own-adventure by Eric Carlson. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes! <laughs> Why aren't you playing my bones? The right skull screams <laughs> as you pick up the jar of acid, noting the indefinite absence of weight in your hand as you do so. Don't play with that jar of acid, play with my bones, the left skull begs, adding, You are the best at playing my bones. Totally the best at playing my bones, agrees the right skull, bobbing up and down in enthusiastic consensus. Now drop the jar and play my fucking bones! <laughs> <laughs> the left skull immediately jumps in with, uh, but, but don't drop it here. You might hurt my bones. Drop it over there instead. Then play my motherfucking bones! <laughs> Righty adds. You turn in the indicated direction and notice a large, helpful-looking arrow pointing to an empty spot on the floor directly behind you, apparently suggesting a good place on which to drop the jar of acid. Oh, yeah, that's the spot. The left skull croons, <laughs> confirming, your hy confirming your hypothesis on the utility of the arrow. Now drop that shit so you can play my bones. Let's chit-chat more playing my bones, says the right skull fervently. You hesitate, then turn back towards the bone xylophone, both skulls screaming in frustration as you do so. You're still not playing my bones, you dumb meat sack! The right skull yells, Don't splash my bones! The other shouts, Who knows what creature might appear if you melt my bones? <laughs> this is indeed a tricky decision for you. The first of many, you're sure. If you'd like to drop the jar of acid on the floor, turn to page two. If you'd like to pour the acid all over the fucking bones, turn to page three. I look at you expectantly. You seem caught off guard. Which is strange, because you knew this was a choose-your-own-adventure when we started. So come on, Andrew. Make a decision already. Well, obviously three. <laughs> you turn the jar over and pour the bright green acid out over the xylophone made of bones. Smoke begins to rise into the air, clouding your vision, and the skulls begin screaming. Ah! What? Says the right skull. What the fuck are you doing, man? Those are my fucking bones! The left skull says, This is not what I meant when I said play my bones. My bones are dissolving away, not being played. 
You are the worst at playing my bones in the history of playing my bones. I've never known pain until this very moment. My world is an unending sea of the deepest agony. But this is like so much pain that like if I were like run over by a truck and then like dropped into like a serious like lake filled with piranhas, it would be like nothing compared to this because this is the worst pain I could possibly imagine. I'm dying. <laughs> After a few moments of this, there is nothing left of the bones or the skulls. The smoke dissipates, and there's just a pile of white mush on the floor as blessed silence fills the empty room. (laughs) Then, surprisingly, even to your jaded mind, the mush begins to move, and you instinctively crouch to get a closer look at what's happening to the pile of malleable putty that was once a (laughs) sentient xylophone made of human bones. As if by an invisible finger, words begin to form in the mush, drawn out one letter at a time in a large, clear script. After a few seconds, a message lies before you. It says, To escape, mold me into a key. (laughs) You reach out a tentative pointer and prod the mush. It gives way to your touch. So you reach out with both hands and begin forming a ball out of the wet bone stuff. You work frantically, (laughs) packing the material like clay until you've created an almost tangible object. With dismay, you realize that you've made, not a key, but the only thing that makes sense to your shattered brain at this point. Another goddamn VR headset. (laughs) If you'd like to put on the VR headset, turn to page 4. If you'd like to create something else, turn to page 5. We gotta go to page 4! Another layer deeper! It's like your favorite movie, Inception. (laughs) You place the headset over your eyes and are shocked to find that you are still in the same room, save for one very important difference. Standing above the pile of mush where there was once empty space, you find a strange creature. Its body seems to be mostly round, if a bit lumpy, with a grumpy-looking face and large bloodshot eyes and a downturned mouth. Instead of legs, on either side of its orb-like body sprout long, bony arms that terminate in massive hands, the fingers of which stretch out for a length that seems borderline unnecessary. (laughs) The monster glares at you for a long moment before reaching out with one massive hand, balancing its weight on the other, and wipes the bone mush into a smooth, consistent white surface. It then begins to write. That's not a key, dummy, it says. (laughs) Experimentally, you remove the Bone Mush VR headset for a moment to see that the message is still in fact written in the mush, though there is no monster to be seen. Putting the headset back on your head, the virtual monster is there once again. The monster is once again revealed to you. The introduction of augmented reality to your virtual 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 (laughs) reality makes your head spin for a moment. The handsy beast wipes his words away and begins scrawling again with an obscenely long finger. It says... I can't help you unless you make me a key. Do I look like a guy with a key? (laughs) Then the monster turns around and shows you its backside, which, to your chagrin, contains a small and unmistakably key-shaped hole right where you might expect its butthole to be. You begin to question what you're doing in this place. If you'd like to make the monster a key to put in its butt, turn to page 7. If you'd like to take off your Bone Mush AR headset and pretend this thing isn't in the room with you, turn to page 8. If you'd like to make a sword out of Bone Mush and use it to kill this creepy bastard, turn to page 9. Page 9, duh. (laughs) In a fit of frustration and mild nausea, you gather up as much of the Bone Mush as you can and begin forming it into the rough shape of a sword. 
You've never actually held a real sword before, but you've played enough Skyrim to know the general idea of how swords work. <laughs> After a few moments, you're holding a lumpy white blade with a jaunty little pommel. It's no Skyforge steel, but it'll have to do. The monster is still standing there patiently, looking the other way, its keyhole aimed in your direction. It clearly has no idea that you've been crafting the object of its destruction out of bone mush these last few minutes. You idly wonder if you'll get any sneak bonuses for your attack as you lift it high over your head. You swing down as hard as you can, and the creature is immediately splattered with a bunch of bone mush, failing to sustain any damage whatsoever because what else did you expect to happen when you attack a monster with a sword made out of goddamn bone mush? <laughs> the creature turns back to look at you with its dumb grumpy face, then silently turns back around, taunting you to do what you know must be done. Turn to page 7. Grudgingly, you reach out and grab some more bone mush <laughs> off the floor and mold it into the shape of an old-timey key. You're not very sure of yourself as you raise your creation and begin inching it toward the hand monster's waiting keyhole. As you approach, the monster's fingers start to drum on the floor excitedly. To your surprise, <laughs> your bone mush key fits right in the hole, and the monster makes a noise you wish it didn't. <laughs> you turn the key, which clicks with a satisfying electronic sound, like turning on an old television somewhere deep inside the creature. You immediately hear some very familiar voices. I say, are we in yet? Says Smith. I can't see a bloody thing, replies Smitherson. <laughs> Oi, turn around then, says the first. On cue, the hand beast, now with a bone mush key protruding from its backside, turns around to reveal an intercom speaker lodged in its grumpy but now open mouth. Oh, there you are, says Smith enthusiastically through the tinny speaker. It's our favorite accountant, stuck inside the virtual heart of the King of VR, says Smitherson, <laughs> also via speaker. The King of VR whom he brutally murdered, finished Smith. The hand creature just continues to stare at you with its huge bloodshot eyes, a look incongruous with the electronic voices emanating from its mouth. Smitherson speaks again, saying, I can tell by that vapid expression on your face that you don't know who our handsy little friend is, hey? Well, I'll tell you. This here is the ghost of VR's past. <laughs> Bored in the space between virtual realities, you know, Smith adds. Quite. You called him into your reality by playing the bones. Chap loves the sound of bones. Who doesn't? Anywho, you've got some accounting to do, so you better find that software. Someone lost the real cartridge somewhere in virtual reality, don't you know? But lucky you found the ghost of VR's past. Bastard can peer behind the curtain, as they say. Punch a hole through the curtain to be more precise. So that's it then. Point where you want Hansy to punch, and he'll punch. And don't forget to find that cartridge, what what? <laughs> you look around the room and realize that everywhere you point with your finger, a bright red crosshairs appears. You point to the far wall, and the crosshairs appears on the wall. You point to the pile of mush on the floor, and the crosshairs appears there. If you'd like, to, if you'd like the ghost of VR's past to punch the wall, turn to page 10. If you'd like the ghost of VR's past to punch the pile of bone mush, turn to page 11. If you'd like the ghost of VR's past to punch his own face, turn to page 12. Obviously, he needs to punch his own face. <laughs> you point to the ghost of VR's past face, delighted that the crosshairs do in fact appear on the thing's speaker mouth as you do so. 
I don't know if you appreciate the purpose of this exercise, Smitherson begins. <laughs> but before another word is spoken, the ghost of VR's past's hilariously oversized fist makes brutal contact with its own dumb face. <laughs> there is a large puff of smoke as electric sparks explode from the creature's mouth, revealing a gleaming golden computer software cartridge lodged between the ghost of VR's past's grumpy lips. You've done it! You've found the real accounting software, and as a bonus, the loudspeaker is gone, so you can no longer be harassed by Smith and Smitherson. You tentatively reach into the ghost of VR's past's mouth and remove the cartridge. It glares at you grumpily, but compliantly as you do so. Now all you need is a virtual reality deck so you can pop this puppy in and live out your accounting fantasies. <laughs> Unfortunately, the only deck you've encountered is three levels of VR and one level of AR behind you where you began. You feel a sense of hopeless doubt for a moment, but soon remember that you are standing in the company of a monster who has the miraculous ability to break down the nature of virtual reality in all directions. You also notice that there is still quite a bit of bone mush lying on the floor, which has thus far yielded surprisingly good results when molded into various implements. If you'd like the ghost of VR's past to punch a hole in the pile of bone mush, turn to page 15. If you'd like to try molding a cartridge deck out of bone mush, Turn to page 16. Let's try the bone mush. 15. <laughs> They're both bone mush. <laughs> you point to the pile of bone mush on the floor, and the ghost of VR's past immediately raises a gi gigantic fist and slams it down into the pile. The floor itself shatters like glass, betraying its solid stone appearance. And although you cannot feel the sensation of falling, you are thrust downward into the abyss that opens at your feet. <laughs> The shattered fragments of your previous reality, as well as a surprising amount of warm blood, rain down around you as you fall. Bright green leaves are now rushing past, and after a moment, you land softly on a very familiar patch of forest floor. <laughs> oh! What? There's like two of you now? A voice says to your left. You spin towards the sound and notice two things. One, you're in tree world again, and the angry tree blob knows it. Two... There are indeed two of you, but the other you is wearing a wooden VR headset with a large battery protruding from it. He stands a foot to your left, but when you turn to look at him, he mimics the motion and remains slightly obscured to your vision. You slide to the left, and he does the same. You slide to the right, and he does the same. Two hops this time. <laughs> Jesus fuck This isn't invite your friends over to my tree world world This is my fucking tree world <laughs> You become dizzy for a moment You've finally begun to understand the term Out of body experience You ignore the frantic shouts of the tree blob As you become obsessed with staring at your own double Who is, in fact, you it's not a copy, it's you. Two levels of VR shallower than you, but still, it's you. This is you, but it could perhaps be said that it is a realer version of you. A you closer <laughs> to reality. You shake your head to clear your fuzzy vision, and your double does the same. Or did the other you shake his head, and you followed suit? Is he controlling you? What is the meaning of control? What is the meaning of identity? How can one define oneself if one is two? Double-stepping turkeys! The blob is still shouting. I made this world so I could escape from piss-shit-duty garbage like this! Now make like a tree and the fuck out my tree world! <laughs> You ponder how you might even go about getting the fuck out of his tree world. 
You've compounded your virtual reality so much at this point, you're kind of afraid to do anything. If you took your headset off, would the other you also take his headset off? If he slash you takes his slash your tree headset off, would your current reality disappear? Would you cease to exist? It's at times like this that you wish you knew a friendly creature born in the spaces between virtual realities to help you. Oh, that's right, you do. (laughs) You spin in place. The other you does the same. And are only slightly taken aback when you see that the ghost of VR's past is standing mere inches behind you. It glares at you with those big, dumb bloodshot eyes and frowns at you with that big, dumb, grumpy mouth. Yet in this moment, it seems to speak to you. Except in reality, it's the tree monster speaking to you. Get out of my fucking tree world! It says. The crosshairs appear in front of you again. You know what needs to be done. If you'd like the ghost of VR's past to punch the angry tree blob in the face, (laughs) turn to page 17. If you'd like the ghost of VR's past to punch the other you in the face, turn to page 21. Gosh, I'm so scared now. <laughs> uh, so much pressure. Uh, you gotta, you gotta punch the tree blob. The ghost of VR's past saunters over to the angry tree blob, who doesn't even seem to notice the hand beast's presence, and instead continues to yell at you with, "Get fucking the fuck out of my fucking tree fucking world!" and punches it square in the face. Fuck. It shouts, understandably. And although you expect the blob to disappear from existence or something, perhaps to be replaced by another thing from an adjacent reality, the angry tree monster just seems to deflate a bit, its angry eyes turning into sad, pathetic eyes. It begins to weep at you, and you feel uncomfortable by it. Oh, god damn it! I just wanted my own tree world! I never wanted to be an accountant, but my harsh fucking upbringing, you know... (laughs) The blob is straight up sobbing now, and you begin backing away from it, having learned from a young age to distrust unpredictable emotions. I flunked out of accounting school, did you know that? It asks. You don't care. It keeps talking despite your apathy. But then VR came around and bam, the power of accounting gods at your fingertips. It's like you can take some numbers over on this side and combine it with numbers over here in like a virtual space and holy shit, you're accounting. And it's like, (laughs) how did anybody live before this? It's like even me who flunked out of out of accounting school like a dumb shit, you know? Like the worthless <laughs> piece of crap I am. Like even I can be an accountant. It's fine. So hey, why don't you go work for Smith and Smitherson? And it'll be like really fantastic. You don't even need to know how to do accounting because for fuck's sake, it's all right here. It's like it does it for you. It's, it's magic powers of the accounting gods at your fingertips. And I just couldn't handle it. It was too much pressure. And so... I I came here, I made this place, and I put all my sad feelings in that box over there, and I powered it with a battery made of squandered potential energy. And then, and then you stole it. And then you punched me in the face with your mind. And, and, And don't make me go back to the accounting world. Let me have my tree world. The blob is straight up ugly crying. You look to your right at the ghost of VR's past, then to your left at your second level virtual forebear slash twin, 
He doesn't make eye contact with you because he's also looking to his left. Plus, he's <laughs> got that headset on with that big dumb battery sticking out of it, which you suppose is powered by squandered potential. <laughs> you can't help but wonder at what would happen if it got punched. If you'd like the ghost of VR's past to punch the other you in the face, turn to page 18. If you'd like to stay here and talk to the weepy-ass tree blob some more, turn to page 20. <laughs> I know it's me. Oh, gosh. Let's keep talking to the tree blob. <laughs> you take a step towards the tree blob and reach out a tentative hand, patting it gently on the head as if to say, There, there. Your emotions aren't like a spinning ball of razor blades loosely tied together with thread that is also on fire. I can definitely fathom the depths of your feelscape. And it immediately launches into another sob story. And then when I was ten, I went to the mall with my mom and dad, but they left me at the sporting goods store. But there are like three sporting goods stores at this mall, so they thought they left me at another one. And even though they said they came right back, it doesn't really do any good if you go back to the wrong sporting goods store, mom. You're emotionally exhausted now, and if anything, the blob seems sadder now than before. <laughs> it really makes you want to punch yourself in the face. If you'd like the ghost of VR's past to punch the other you in the face, which you do, turn to page 21. <laughs> okay, page 21. You try to point the crosshairs at the other Yu's face, but the simple act of looking in his direction is causing him to also look that same direction, thus making his face untargetable. You get around this by carefully aiming at the back of his slash your head with your left hand, then pivot your head as far as possible in the direction you, other direction you can before making your selection. To your utter joy and childish amusement, you watch as the ghost of VR's past hand walks past you, sets itself right in front of the other you pulls its giant fist back, then you begin to question the validity of decisions made by your brain when it's been so thoroughly abused today. But there's no time, and you get punched, punched in the fucking face instead. <laughs> but it's VR, so you don't feel it, so I guess it's a wash. <laughs> what you realize, however, after you've opened your eyes that you'd squeeze shut tight right before the blow landed like a little coward, is that you're no longer <laughs> standing in Tree World. No, instead... You're right back where you started. You look to your left. Filing cabinets. You look to your right. Filing cabinets and a fake plant. You look behind you. Grumpy ass hand monster ghost of VR's past leering at you like he just fucking does. <laughs> Wait, you think to yourself. If the ghost of VR's past is visible to you, then you're still in augmented reality, which is a state of reality that only exists in virtual, 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 virtual reality. This means somehow you've punched down through a compounded loop of virtual reality time space and have ended up back in the first level of VR, but with all the powers of the nested realities, including the augmented one that you'd picked up along the way. You suddenly feel like the master of this place, as if everything has finally started to make sense. You produce the real accounting software cartridge, and bring it over to your desk. You remove the false VR software that was in the slot, feel a sudden wave of reality-bending nausea associated with casually negating the implement that is the linchpin of your entire Russian nesting doll of virtual reality without any tangible consequences, and insert the golden cartridge. You hold your breath. A moment passes. Then another. 
Then just as you're about to start breathing again, your vision goes dark and you gasp instinctually. You move your head in all directions and flail your arms helpfully, but you can't see a thing. What have you done? Wait, hold on, some words are appearing on screen. Virtual Accountant V1.3 Initializing Holy shit, it worked. <laughs> in a flash, the words disappear and your world becomes an endless series of columns, rows, numbers, equations, sums, and figures engulfing you in an endless sphere of mathematical bliss. And what's this? At the center of the room? Is that... a speakerphone? Fuck me, eh? I guess you did it! <laughs> the tinny voice of Smith enthuses. Now the exciting world of accounting is at your fingertips! You're a god in this world! Smitherson continues. Which is good, because Smith and Smitherson is in some dire goddamn financial straits, and it's going to take a miracle to sort out. Yep, but you've proven yourself to be resourceful and cunning and all that, so yay us! Have fun, and don't try to think about how you're now operating a piece of software that only exists in an augmented reality trapped within five levels of virtual reality, righto? Cheers! Nighty night! <laughs> Enjoy yourself! There is a click, and the voices disappear, and you're left alone with the accounting and a naggingly loose hold on your own concept of reality. If you'd like to stop playing accounting VR now, the end. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> man, what was that? Oh, that was just about the finest sham fiction of accounting <laughs> VR that's ever been written. <laughs> that's definitely I can true. Unequivocally say that. Uh huh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh man! And the funny well thing done. is about this is that there's so much more that I wrote that you didn't get to hear. And this may be, like, even with the omission, this might be your longest story yet. I, I don't know. I mean, this whole, like, document is something like 6,500 words. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. <laughs> well, we clearly need to code a choose-your-own-adventure and put it on the website. Turns out it's a lot of work. I think, actually, uh, Twine does it. Uh, there's, a, there's a website <gasps> for that. I found out from oh, another Crows, Crows, Crows game. Crows, so, Crows, Crows. So was it, was it, it another was it another Squanch Tendo joint? It was not. No, Squanch ah. Tendo's only done one joint so far. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Disappointing. Wow. Turns out uh if I need to pull uh, an English accent out of my butt, it's Australian. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I found out today. <laughs> we learned things. We learned things. We learned liked... you can do a lot of things with bone mush. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the spot on English vocabulary, including what, what? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, goodness. Man. We've just been on a journey. Yeah, I had so much fun with this. I just, I was taken for a ride. Uh, and I gotta say, for those listeners at home who may not have picked up on this, Eric definitely won my bonus points of improvising something when he was a sad tree blob. It was all off the cuff. And oh, it was yes. beautiful. <laughs> I hope I made you a little sad. Oh, gosh. The it sporting goods story was, uh, it was very sad. Short and sweet. Yeah. yeah. But it was good. <laughs> Not that I've been there. I haven't been there. My it parents love me. It doesn't matter if there's only... <laughs> They're in the wrong sporting goods store. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, Andrew, quick impressions, because we got to delve into the writer's mind here. 
Oh man, I well I I was cheesing my balls off. That was so <laughs> so funny. <laughs> um I want to know how many times you said the word bones. Oh, we could find out. <laughs> oh, goodness. Do a quick word search on well, that. I can tell you how because... many are in the document. Uh, <laughs> and bones actually only appears 24 times. <laughs> what? Well, bone. But maybe? bone appears 49 times. Oh, there you go. There wow. you go. That's a, yeah. lot, that's a lot of bone and bones. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! So yeah, this is a lot of fun. And when it was revealed that it was a choose-your-own-adventure, and there were so many different—you have so many forks in the road—I mm. just couldn't get over how. Oh my goodness! Did he actually write all these? Because the first one was very obvious, so I was kind of like, "Oh, he's just wrote the one that we he knew we'd obviously pick." Mm-hmm. But then the later ones, I was like, "Oh, this could be anything." He wrote all this. I'm very impressed. How did you do it? How'd you do it, son? How'd I do it? Um, I got really frustrated because, like, at first, when I was just trying to write a story, you know, never mind choose your own adventure, I couldn't figure it out because, to me, this game seems like it would be such a good parody of, like, VR concepts and VR tropes that, like, if you're a fan of VR, you can write a good satire comedy about VR. But I've, like played one vr game and it was on a playstation and it was a demo (laughs) uh so i felt like i didn't have the tools to write this so i got i got real frustrated but then i took to heart uh a passing mention of choose your own adventure that you said in the pitch marcus where you suggested that maybe i could write it second person like a choose your own adventure and i'm like nah we going all in <laughs> you and sure I did. thought it would be fun, like make a story that is actually pretty much a video game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm so happy because that's something I've always wanted to see on Cham Fiction. It's just it's so much work. <laughs> it is so much work. Holy crap! Like this is we, Eric said that this is over six thousand words, which for those of you playing the home game is about three times the length of our standard stories. So that's that's really impressive. That's a lot of material. I was also that's longer really than scared. the cursed child parts one and two. You came you came awfully close to choosing the fastest route, and I, for a second I was going to be really sad because <laughs> there's a way to finish this. You know, get a the end uh, probably fifty percent quicker than <laughs> the route you took, and I'm really glad that I got to uh, got to perform more of this because it was fun. Oh, good. Hmm. Because you could actually mold the bone mush into a VR deck and successfully win the game. Oh, sure. Pretty quickly. Oh, that's right. I remember mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But you see, like I think Marcus and I, we we didn't we didn't expect this ahead of time. We had no idea this was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but we also played your choose your adventure the way you play accounting you know where even though it's going to take longer you still do the silly thing first before you do the thing that actually pushes you forward because the nonsense (laughs) is that's the fun that's that's where the fun's at that's good yeah just listening to the ad libs and the rambling which as soon as we found out that you're improvising the tree world we were going to send you back there Infinitely. You know, I should have just gone back to the same page to be like, if you'd like to move on, do this. If you'd like to keep talking to the guy. I would have had a two hour episode. Yep. <laughs> Infinite loops. Oh, oh gosh. Improv. I my 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 joking 
prediction in that segment was that you would have just winged the whole thing and improv'd the entire thing. <laughs> no, no, there was a lot of writing. <laughs> no, no, no. We, uh, we, we. I, Marcus noted that you would have gone insane had you done that. Yep. You would have just gotten really angry really fast. <laughs> yep. Like the show is stupid. I quit. <laughs> Six episodes before the end. Screw it. Yeah, just just right there. Mm-hmm. Oh man, so we should probably do the, the thing. I'm so so blinded by this story, this experience that uh, you know. I guess we should we should uh, critique you. It's kind of what we do. Yeah, it's what we do. Yeah, I know yeah. different form. Probably hard to critique like a normal sham, but you know. Yeah, as a story, hard to critique. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, it's a choose-your-own-adventure. I remember reading a bunch of those as a kid. They are fun. I died a lot. Yep. <laughs> I cheated a lot. <laughs> I flagged pages, dog-eared them. Mm-hmm. But, so that, you know, can't really comment on that. What, what I can comment on are a couple of the shocking similarities. The sort of existential crisis you get into here is very similar to the way Accounting VR actually ends. Oh, good. And it doesn't... You know, you're playing out a lot of what's going through our head as we're playing it. It's not explicit in the game. But yeah, the pulling back up through the layers is a very interesting thing that happens in the game. Mm, Uh, And also, the reason we dropped you in the bone room, as we'll call it, is because that's where I've noticed the people I've demoed this to get confused the most. Sure. Because what the player actually needs to do at that point is drink the acid. <laughs> and so you see a disconnect between people who are role-playing, you know, actually getting into it. Yeah. For those people, it's really easy to think, oh, yeah, I'm just going to drink this. But for people who don't see themselves as part of the scene, they don't make that leap. Okay. It's not something yeah, that they consider. I didn't, I, it, it, it took Marcus's prodding to make me realize that part, what yeah. I needed to do. So, yeah, it, it changes the whole setup there. Uh, you hit the tone so well, like being forced to do something obvious through prompts, like the, uh, the keyhole. Yeah. (laughs) That is just the essence of accounting VR. I could completely see that monster. And I loved the commentary on having AR within VR and just the, the mind trip of it all. Uh, so that really, really fit the tone of this. I think you hit the tone of the tree world guy as well. Uh Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, so the biggest criticism I have for this is that the beginning, I mean, that's the, the, the I, it's hard to fault you for it because the nature of this game is so meandering and, you know, these guys can go on at length forever and ever if you never, <laughs> you know, actually shut them up or do something. Mm-hmm. But I did feel a little bit that it drug a bit at the beginning in the bone room uh, until the, I think it was until the first or even this, we only had one decision. Or this, the beginning part seemed like there was only one decision for a while, mm-hmm. and then we got into the next one. So that would that would be my only complaint is that it, it was a little bloated in the early going. Like I said, I was very aware of the fact that you had said bones a million times. <laughs> yes. Um, so that got a little long, but after uh, the the ghost came. I was I was all in I, that that I was swept away from there on in and laughing my ass off all the way. Yeah, you went to a crazy place. <laughs> so I think we can give you your scores unless you have anything else you want to add to the world of virtual recounting. Nah, score me up. 
All right. Well, I'm going to give you 49 out of 49 bones. Bones! (laughs) Full marks. Because what I saw, like, what you read to us would maybe get you, like, 45 out of 49 bones. But I know you only read about half of it. So there's got to be another four bones worth there. At least. Even though you didn't get my secret bonus points, Uh. which was uh, doing the Rick and Morty voices. Oh, yeah. No, I I wanted to... I, I should have just made the, the tree world guy uh, Rick. Yeah. Just gone gone with that. Ah, it was, missed it was opportunities. <laughs> but yeah, enjoyed it. Enjoyed it very much. Yeah, so did, so did I. This was entirely unexpected and thoroughly enjoyed on my part. Uh, I am going to give you uh, four... Out of the five layers deep mm. of the VR world, um, and uh, my prediction, uh, you—it's so hard because this game almost seems like kind of like a <laughs> a weird mocking of VR in general. But it's it, the, the, the my secret bonus point is that you are going to be raking on VR throughout it since you have a little bit of a disdain for it i do it's a disdain that comes from ignorance i hate things i don't understand (laughs) exactly so i thought that was gonna flavor it a little bit but there wasn't there wasn't anything like that in here really uh so i I don't think you hit that but uh you did hit my 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 bonus points uh the the weird the ghost hit my bonus points. He was he was a weird looking thing, <laughs> especially weird. the bit where you turn around several times and he's like right there in your face. Like th- that reminded me a lot of how the king of VR shows up in the actual oh, game. Sure. So that was that was a good touch. Uh huh. Spooked me a little because he's yeah. weird looking. And you have to stick a bone mush key in his butthole. <laughs> that part was fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, guys, thank you for uh, for helping me with this. But playing along, we got like group participation on yeah. a, on a story for the first time. Well, let's just call this the last episode. I don't think we're gonna top this. All right, uh, see you next year, everybody. <laughs> oh no! Don't say that. They might believe you. I <sighs> get so many texts. sadness okay guys well sign off get yourself you know if if you want to play accounting vr i do buy yourself a computer got about a thousand bucks oh no get yourself a vive it's another 800 oh god find yourself a space where you can walk around Uh, you know might need to move to a new apartment uh, but then then everybody the game is free (laughs) so (laughs) money in the bank that's so great (laughs) (laughs) thank you squanch tendo slash coco crow yep and if you do listen to this which we hope you do (laughs) thank you even more (laughs) thank you all right till next time can't beat the dredge they're pure energy okay bye Sham Fiction is produced by Two Jackets Productions, which is Eric Carlson, Marcus Mann, and Andrew Neal. Special thanks to Reed Reimer for providing the music. For a full list of episodes and to read this week's fiction, visit shamfiction.com. Follow us on Twitter at shamfiction, and please, don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. Sham Fiction. Write what you don't know. Hello? Hello? If you can hear this, 
It means you're one of the survivors. London has fallen to the Hungries, but if you want to reach Beacon, that's your path. If you're up for it, and if you have a healthy reserve of beta blocker, listen next week as Andrew shares the road with a little girl who isn't quite what she seems, though you can't say she's not gifted. Stay alert out there, friends. Until next week, on Sham Fiction.